0: Hi, I'm Jeremy Wagner, General Manager of the new Lloydminster Nissan. You're probably wondering, and some have asked, why is it
1: still the new Lloydminster Nissan? Quite simply, we're excited to bring things forward that we consider new to a car dealership. We're proud to support the community through a -a one-of-a-kind live broadcast with Kirk Price that focuses on events, people, and issues that concern our community. We're proud to work with other businesses to promote local agriculture, our heavy oil industry, and entrepreneurs. We give back to the community through sponsorships, and our employees are encouraged to and excited to volunteer and help in the community. We're the proud new sponsors of the CPCA's Truck Wagon Finals and the CPCA Pro Tour. And of course, we're always excited for our lineup of new Nissan vehicles with great new features, and our new-to-you lineup is just as impressive. We're proud to be the new Lloydminster Nissan. We'll keep looking for new ways to help our customers in our community and very soon announce plans for our new location.
0: At the new Lloydminster Nissan, we won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one.
1: Travel restrictions have ended. Now instead of Bucky the Elvis impersonator Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas Where's Priscilla? You can go to Vegas and see the good Elvis impersonators Get a free trip to Vegas with every new and pre-owned purchase At the new Lloydminster Nissan The new Lloydminster Nissan We won't save a car, we'll help you buy one
2: Thank you, thank you very much
3: all roads in the cattle industry are leading to the 44th Annual Stockade Roundup of the Lloydminster Exhibition, presented by Paradise Hill Ranch and Western Wear, November the 1st to the 5th. Classes include the King of the Ring, Princess of the Prairie, Stockade Lady, and the Supreme Show. Entries close October the 14th. The tradition continues, the 44th Annual Stockade Roundup, going the distance for our agricultural community. Presented by Paradise Hill Ranch and Western Wear. For more information, visit LloydEX.com.
4: While it is good to look at how much has changed in banking since the first Saskatchewan credit union was formed in the 30s, it is just as important to look at what has stayed the same. We are with you through thick and thin, rooted in tradition and honest values, and driven by innovation to help reach your financial goals. This commitment to you has defined our entire story, which will never change. That's a promise. Stay tuned. It's only going to get better.
1: This is Lloyd Minster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloyd Minster and Area, this is live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan.
4: Thoughts from the Tractor Seat with the Flying Farmer Garth George is brought to you by Agra Energy. Agra Energy, striving every day to help and improve landowners with their oil and gas surface lease management. Call 1-855-871-0306 or find them on Facebook.
0: Folks, welcome to another edition of Thoughts from the Tractor Seat. It looks like it's the final edition of Thoughts from the Tractor Seat. We had a really good season this year. We got everything wrapped up. Our fall work's wrapped up. As you can see, I'm in clean clothes. i uh, going go to go on to my other career, or my other job, back flying airplanes for the winter. Hope you guys enjoyed the thoughts in the tractor seat. Uh, sure kept me happy all fall. Hope I made a few people laugh. Hopefully, I didn't offend too many people. Or maybe I hope I did, but that's fine. Folks, today's final thought before I go is, you notice how when we're growing up as kids, you didn't have to knock on a person's door. You would just show up. You know, nowadays, if someone rings a doorbell, everybody freaks out. It's actually getting so far now that there's those certain people that you actually have to send a text to to ask if you can call. To me, that's weird. Whatever happened to just calling your buddy and being like, hey, bud, what's going on? Or just showing up on their door and knocking on the door and being like, hey, I'm here for a beer and a coffee. So my challenge to everybody else is go see your friends, go see your family. It's been a great season, it's been a great harvest. Show up, be social, COVID's over. Spread the cold, spread the flu, I guess, but it's good to be back to normal. I'd like to thank Agra Energy Partners uh, for sponsoring this show. Uh, Kurt and Polly for taking it. Lloydminster Nissan and myself. Uh, yeah, thanks for being a goofball and thanks for putting up with me. And hope you guys all have a great winter. Hope to be back in the spring. Might get canceled in it's 2022, it's canceled culture, so I might not be here, but for now, Thank you. Love you. Safe winter. And remember, go down south. Pick your proper airline. It has a big sun on it. We'll talk to you later. Oh my god. I almost forgot the best part, too. I'm sorry. I got so excited to say bye to everybody. Remember, if you see Justin Trudeau, slap him! And I hope when we're back in the spring, we don't have to talk about that loser anymore. Take care. Have a great winter. See you later.
1: Hey, thanks for joining us. We've got an absolutely beautiful day today for a thrashing demonstration and uh, for the uh, residents of Lashburn, and area to come out and uh, see what's going on here at Ashdown Farms. Uh, we're going to talk to Jim Metherall. Uh, this is his family farm. It turns 120 years old this year. And to celebrate, he called up Ron Bexfield and said, hey, you guys have done some thrashing before. Uh, maybe we could do that to celebrate 120 years for Ashdown Farm. And uh, that's exactly what they've made happen here. Uh, here today and they could not have picked a nicer day. We're also going to show you some footage of a truck that turns 100 years old this year and uh, that separator behind us is just three years away from being 100 years old. So we hope you enjoy it. We're going to show you a little of the footage and talk to Ron and talk to Jim of course and uh, maybe even uh, get some footage here of uh, me working which is uh, hard to find at times. But uh, sit back and enjoy, because we got a beautiful day here in October for thrashing. Well, we've made our way out to Jim Metherall's, uh, once again, the thrashing demonstration. But uh, when we were on our way out here, uh, we passed this beautiful car, and I wasn't sure we should. And when I got here, somebody said, that's Bob Richardson. Bob Richardson joins us now. Thanks for your time. You're
2: quite welcome. Glad to be here today on a beautiful day. sure got a nice day. Tell us about this car. What year is this? A 1925 Chev touring car and uh, I bought it from a gentleman uh, in Leftbridge and uh, we've done some work on it. uh, Some was done when we got it but yeah it's uh, it runs and it's very nice all the way around. We passed you right at the corner and uh, you were just getting up to speed. Does it take a little while to get it up to speed? Oh, yes. It's, uh, it has 22 horsepower. Okay. So we don't do much drag racing with it.
1: <laughs> no, but you also told me earlier that uh, easier to drive on uh, gravel, actually.
2: Well, yes. Yeah, so the wooden wheels are hard to balance, and when you get on a nice, smooth road, you can sure feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is
1: your car, and this is your truck. This is
2: 22 oh, yeah. International. Tell us how you came by this truck. Well, it came from down uh, east of Regina did that truck and uh, it's just a 100 years old this year and it runs and uh, is in pretty nice shape all the way around and uh, they're just fun to play with. How how far away do you live? How how long it take you to get these vehicles here? Oh we're we're just six miles from here. Yeah yeah and
1: why did you want to be here today and and bring the old vehicles today?
2: Just to help Jim with his thrashing be here or whatever. Yeah, it's really nice, I think, that he's gone to all this effort to make this available to people. Well, thanks for your time, Bob. Appreciate it. You're quite welcome. i got Jim Metherall with us. Uh,
1: this is his farm. It turns 120 years old this year, and this is why we're out here, because Jim has put together this uh, thrashing day. Uh, Jim, why did you decide to do this?
4: Well, I thought 120 harvests, actually, from 1903. My grandparents came with the bar colonists in 03. And uh, if I count the few veggies and, and some hay they put up for the rocks team that year, that was a harvest. So there's been 119 since. 120 seemed like a like a good number, an excuse for a party. Uh, it kind of worked out. I'm getting old and slowing down a bit, so I didn't have uh, as much real harvest to do, and it seemed to kind of fit. And didn't I do a great job of picking a nice, tiny weather day for it?
1: You could not have gotten a nicer day than this to do this. Now, uh, 12, maybe 12 years ago, I did some of this
4: out at Hickson's Farm. Were you there for that, too? I was there for some of them, because they they did that every year for a number of years. This equipment came from there. The, The thrashing machine belongs to Howard Park, and it's been in in his well the mackenzie family first i think since new in the 20s the binder that we used is ron bexfield's part of that same same uh, harvest crew from in the tyrone district out so uh when we talk about the the family farm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know you mentioned your great grandpa no, grandpa my grandparents your grandparents yep. and then your dad yeah and now you are third generation yes and uh son's going to take it over
4: well i actually have no kids of my own There, oh, my my wife, that, my wife has kids uh and uh, the son in law is quite, quite, and he helps out quite a bit. Uh, though they all have real jobs and they <laughs> keep the world going. Uh, there's some grandsons that are very interested. They're quite active here today, but, but uh, they're too young for us to force th- those kind of decisions. So we'll yeah. see.
1: Just a family farm, 120 years old, it's, it's so impressive. And can you think of the ups and downs? Like, is that what's going through your mind today when you're celebrating the, the anniversary of the
4: farm? Not so much today as in thinking ahead to, to to celebrating 120. I don't know for sure. I think they probably harvested something every year. I know uh, the worst years that I had were 1995 and 2002. And we, we ran the combine in those years, uh, partly because we'd bought high-priced seed and needed to get some peas back. So not that it was really lucrative, but it was a harvest of sorts. So I, I'm counting it as 120.
1: Uh, you mentioned that uh, Ron has the, the binder. Yes. Um, when did you guys do this? the stooks, they're called, right?
4: Yeah, well actually, you make sheaves and then you put the sheaves together into stooks. What you see here are stooks of six sheaves each. Uh, we did, I think the last, it's about the last Saturday in August, we ran a bit here and we had a few little growing pains, which isn't surprising since it was all new technology to us. And then we got rained out. So then in the intervening week, uh, the crop was a little bit drier, it, it cut better, and uh, we had some advice from learned people about how to adjust and cut a little higher. These oat crops nowadays are much heavier than they were when that binder was designed in the 1920s, so, so we uh, had a pretty good run the second day, and, and uh, we got just over 600 sheaves. Which I think will make us a a pretty good show today. So, Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, who are the who are the people that help put this together?
4: Uh, almost everybody. <laughs> uh, family, neighbors. Of course, Howard. It's his machine. He helped quite a bit. Son-in-law Garth, um, uh, Ron Bexfield with his his binder, and just a whole bunch of people have have made it into the 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 social event that it is. Uh, I kind of set up the thrashing and and so on, but there's been a lot of people have have had to make sure there was there was going to be food, and we have Coolidge Country Catering coming, so we'll be good for later, but but we've already eaten twice today, and, and I didn't do much of it, so so there's been a lot of help there. Uh, and and We
1: just about watched Garth run over a couple of people, but that's
4: okay. That's, that's why you have live video, right? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, I was yeah. going
1: to say, I was, I was surprised you admitted Garth was your son-in-law, so...
4: oh yeah absolutely happy to do so yeah
1: so they're having a little trouble with the uh, with the McCormick here
4: yes it Uh, was running fine yesterday but today's show day so of course it isn't
1: yeah that's right Uh, uh, so what what's the what's the drill here what are they gonna do
4: oh uh, I guess they're gonna tow it to get it started they had trouble trying to boost it for some reason apparently my old booster cables aren't functional but then they got some more too that aren't so they're gonna tow it and get it fired up and then they'll get it back on the belt I suspect over the course of the afternoon we may have at least one other tractor on there. We have this is an International W6, Patrick sitting on it as his tractor. We also have a W4, and we have a John Deere D, which was my uncle's. It's a 1943 or 4 model, I think. There she goes. It's still in the family, so it it might run on this machine for a bit too. And then uh, I've got a Massey 35 on the other rack over here. So we got a few oldies, yeah. That's you know, awesome. Yeah. And uh, Bob brought some old vehicles down, and uh,
1: yes, it's going to be a great day. What What's your number one job today? Like, you're going
4: to be throwing I, some... Uh, uh, well, I did, I got, got to put one in before lunch. I hope to do a few more and and to load a few in the field, but uh, most of my job is making sure that everything kind of keeps going. And and uh, there's, a, there's a few media folks here, maybe you can do that. Yeah. Uh, and they take a bit of my time, and there's a few uh, little errands, and things to look after make sure that we've got some refreshments in the tent and things are gonna turn out well for everybody so
1: so you mentioned your grandparents what were their names
4: Frank and Ellen they okay. uh, came with the bar colonists in 193. and your dad's name was Paul Paul
1: okay well best of luck today we go, we got the old McCormick going so yeah. should we're be starting here right away noise. awesome hey, thanks thank thanks Jim hey. Jim Metherell. This is Ron Bexfield, and uh, when we talked to Howard Park, and this is Howard's machine, he didn't want to come on camera. He was scared to come on. He said, "Go talk to Ron." He was the guy that showed us how to fire this thing up. Anyway,
3: do you remember when you fired this thing up? Well, I uh, yeah, we had we had a few belts going the wrong way to start with. We hadn't had it running since 2011. I found that out here today. I wasn't sure what year it was, but. So you kind of forget over 11 years, I guess, as to what uh, which way the belts go, because there's flat belts on it, and they'll you know you can put a twist in them, run one run a pulley one way or or the other way. So took a little while to get everything running the right way, but once we got it run the right way, it seems to know what it's doing. Yeah. So Ron, I mean, you're older than I am, but you're not old enough that you use these machines, did you? No, no, I I didn't. I remember when uh, when we first moved across the river in 1946 that there were some neighbors that were still doing some uh, thrashing because they wanted the straw they wanted the straw for their cattle they had cattle and they wanted uh, a straw pile for the cattle you know so they could feed the cattle but um the merlats used to uh used to thrash when we first came over and there was others in the district that did too but it was kind of fading out after the war it faded out combines came out and and uh, most people went that route then and so thrashing kind of uh You know died down and during the war had to have an effect on thrashing as well because it was hard to find enough people to run a machine you know get a thrashing crew together yeah like you know uh, big outfits so there's a picture over in the tent there of a a, I don't know if you saw that one but there's a long uh, a big outfit I think there's was there 10 racks or 11 racks or maybe that's men but there's quite a few racks and so they were it was a big uh, a big outfit to support and it was also um, a big outfit to feed for the, for the women folk. And of course, then it was all horses. Horses drew all the racks, so um, you know, they had to get up early in the morning, feed the horses, and, and get them harnessed up and, and be ready to go as soon as it was dry enough to, to thrash. And, uh, and most of the time, they used to move at night because they didn't want to waste the good days like this. So they would, um, they would move their machine at night. And of course, the old when they ran them first, it was with steamers rather than gas-powered tractors or diesel-powered, and so... Um, so they didn't use horses? Uh, no, they used, well, they used the steamer to drive the separator, like oh, Bell right, pulley. Eh? Right, right. yeah, and so they had to uh, move, that's why they moved at night, and they'd usually have, they didn't have lights on them, so somebody'd walk ahead with a lantern and and move the steamer in the, in the thrashing machine during the night, and then the next day, they'd start on somebody else's, if they'd finished a the field that night, you know, or somebody's thrashing. Usually went from one farmer to the next, and they'd thrash everything he had, and then they'd go on to another one, and, so not everybody had a thrasher? No, no, there was, uh, you know, there was uh, a few and quite often um, people would work out deals. They would take a rack and put on somebody's outfit and then they'd, uh, you know, get a cut rate for their thrashing, I think, when they came to their place to do theirs or at least they would pay them. It would it would help pay the, the thrashing bill anyway because that was one of the first bills you had to pay in the fall after you got the crop off was to pay the thrashing bill unless you had your own outfit. And, and probably I would guess maybe one out of ten farmers then would have their own outfit. And uh, because they were steamers, they didn't move very fast. They moved at about two miles an hour. And uh, so, uh, you know, a, a move uh, from here 10 miles down the road would be a five-hour trip. And so, um, you know, it, you didn't go too far with one. But actually, this summer, I, uh, I heard of a, an outfit. This was down at Maple Creek. and. Um, they had uh i forget what year that was now i was told too it was um during the 30s and they thrashed maple creek and then they got a call from uh, up at leader which is i don't know if you've been on the highway down there but yep. is quite a ways north of maple creek i think it's about 70 miles and so um, they got a, they were asked if they would move their separator up there and help thrash because was quite a bit to do up there yet the crops maybe had been a little later i don't know what but anyway they didn't move that far but that was a that wasn't the usual that was a you know a kind of a, uh, an exception I guess so.
1: so who helps put this all together like Jim this is 120 years for Jim mm-hmm. and so he's he's pretty excited um, and Howard of course that it's his machine but he, he said talk to Ron he's the guy that organized this uh, you know him and Jim
3: <laughs> well Jim uh, began asking me about it a year ago I know that he knew this anniversary was coming up and he'd sure like to do something special, and he thought about a thrashing uh, bee or something, and so uh, he didn't have the equipment, I guess, and and so that's why he contacted me because my dad had had restored that uh, binder over there in the, under the tent there. It's a little John Deere binder, and he did that um, in uh, ni- before 1980 because that's when we held the first one was in 1981. So he worked on it for a couple of years, so he got it. Obviously, you've got to cut sheaves if you're going to have a thrashing day. Yeah, yeah. It was something that my dad always enjoyed. He was quite young, I think, the first year he went out thrashing, and uh, that at that time, they lived south of the river, and uh, there were some big farmers down south of the river, north of Marsden, and um, he got jobs down there stooking, cutting, and stooking, and he also got jobs thrashing, but he always, uh, he did it as a kid, and he always enjoyed it. And uh, so uh, he kind of had that enthusiasm in his mind I guess when he decided this old binder was in some land that we'd bought and it was in the middle of a little poplar bush and the trees were growing up through it and, and when we were down there working the fields he would noticed that binder and he said you know I bet that binder could be fixed up and running in so anyway when he kind of retired from farming he took that on as a as a project and uh, yeah he worked away at it and uh, Grant Westgate, uh, all the wood had, had kind of rotted off on it, but there was still enough there that there was detail, so he knew what the dimensions were, and so Grant Westgate then was building cupboards, and um, he dealt with all kinds of woods, and, and so he got Grant to make the oak wood for the slats and the, uh, the different places where there was oak on the, or wood on the binder. And uh, then, then came the paint job. Well, you know, it would look good if there was a good paint job on it. So there was a guy in Lloyd that used to paint sides, Barry can't tell. I don't know. That was probably before you came to Lloyd, I think, uh, Kurt. Be, yeah, because yeah, that would have been bef- before 1980. So yeah, before me. Yeah, yeah, before you came. So, anyway, Barry painted uh, painted the decals on it. He did a really good job, and you know, they look they look pretty f- kind of professional looking. So that made it an eye catcher, and um, and then of course the first year we had it out, which was 1940 or a- 81. Um, we didn't know how it would work and we were looking for some older people that would, you know, be able to help us if we couldn't get things working right, the knotter wouldn't tie or whatever. And and so there was some older fellows around like my dad and, and some of my uncles, my uncle Donnie Merlat and his brother Vernon Merlat. And and uh, they came and they, you know, they they helped us and got it going and uh, and got everything working and we cut sheaves and then we had our first thrashing day. That was down at Mellon Autumn Halls there. Uh, south and west of Lashburn, and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, for, then, then of course we got the sheaves. We knew that Mackenzie's had a separator. Howard's um, great uh, uncle-in-law, or great father-in-law, had, had a separator in a shed there in the yard where they were Howard and Glenn to live, and he'd always kept it inside, even though it wasn't being used, and so it was in, you know, just an old wooden building, but it was kept out of the weather and as you can see it still looks pretty good for its age I it does you pass a lot of them on the road but they're really rusted right right yeah you see them sitting here and there around but i think that uh, i think that's a 1925 and i think i could be correct stand to be corrected but i think that it was bought in regina i think jim bought it in regina and it might even have been jim's dad that bought it back then uh, jim mackenzie's dad because they moved over from scotland and um as a family and Jim was one of the boys that came like he was born in Scotland but he, he moved over as a young young person and uh, so it's been in that family ever since of course and, and still is so um, it's been around for a while but yeah and it's amazing how it, it works you know once you get everything turning the right way and uh, it, uh, it, it's, it's working good you know we had a few little hiccups here and there but actually it's, it's run really well again. Well, those oats are coming out of there clean yeah, they are. They are a clean job. I know Neil Reese was looking in there, and he said, I, I should show the New Holland guy what clean job this <laughs> guy, this thrashing machine's doing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's the, this is the payoff? Is stooking the hard work? Um, well, it is, yeah. Uh, stooking is a is a you know it's a mindless job once you get to know what, how to do it. Everything has a knack to it. Of course, you're stooking them up to try and make the stooks stand so they're not going to blow over in the first wind and fall down. and then they're, Well, you guys they're did this in like, August, right? Uh, yes, yeah, so they've been up there for a while. I know the first, uh, well, y- y- you were mentioning that I, I called, contacted you when we yeah. were gonna do the, the cutting, and um, I just got over here that day, and then it rained. And so uh, I didn't get in on very much of it at all, and then by the time they got to doing it again was two weeks later, and by then we were combining. So I never got over at all for that. So uh, I think that um, some of his uh, grandsons were the ones that were very involved in, uh, in, in getting it all stooped, cut and stooped. And Cliff Metherall was over here too, I know, helping. And, uh, and his brother-in-law, um, Lawrence Willness, from North Battleford, was here, Lorraine's husband. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they were all, um, you know, really helped with that part of it, getting it all done. And so um, it was, um, that part was done, and then from then it was, when do you thrash? You know, when are you going to try and thrash? And, first it was going to be he thought the first of of October and then I guess he thought well the long weekend's coming up the forecast still looks good it would be nice to have that extra day and so that's why he decided today and and what a beautiful day
1: couldn't it be better no thanks Ron thanks for letting us know about this too we appreciate it
3: oh well you're very welcome yeah we you know I know Heather's always been interested in 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 coming and uh so uh, it's great that you were able to come and th- that you made the effort to come, too. And she did a little more work than I did. <laughs> yeah, I see her out there pitching bundles. <laughs> she does. yeah. Yeah, she was working. I
1: pitched a little bit on the, uh, on the uh, uh, you know, put them in the, the thrasher.
3: You call it a separator, right? Well, it can be either a thrashing machine or a separator, yeah. You know,
1: the new machines, look, they work pretty much the same, don't they? They do,
3: yeah. They do, yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Well, she's always interested if there's something green in the, in That's the, in right. the, in the yeah. setup somewhere. And it, this year, imagine there being a John Deere wagon. I didn't know John Deere made a wagon. I didn't know either. No, but yeah. apparently it's got John Deere on the axle at the back, so it's a John Deere wagon, I guess. Yep. Green. Uh-oh. Ran out of gas? Or what happened? Maybe
1: ran out of We'll say that. We'll say. Ran out of gas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Kurt. Yeah, you bet.
2: Hi, it's Colina from Sheepskin Loft. Visit the Feel Good store, where wellness, comfort, and style align. If you have foot, leg, or back pain, Vionic Footwear can help you with OrthoHeel technology. The built-in arch support can be found in every pair of sandals, slippers, sneakers, runners, heels, flats, and more. We carry unique gifts and natural footwear for everyone from babies to adults. We also have a nice selection of cotton pajamas and robes. Visit our store in Lloydminster, just east of the Esso truck stop, or shop online and we'll ship to you. Sheepskinloft.com, because we care.
1: How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years.
4: At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House IQ barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today.
1: In Touch Massage in downtown Lloydminster can help with stress and overall health. For those daily aches and pains, muscle disorders, mental wellness, and relaxation, try In Touch Massage. Working with other health providers, artists and her team will work to enhance your overall well-being and get you mobile again. From anxiety to whiplash and more, trust In Touch Massage in Lloydminster, and direct billing is available. For local massage therapy that offers more than 60 years combined experience and gives back to their community, call In Touch Massage, 780-871. 10977.